Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me Michael Trezza. He's a tech founder and CEO of Giant Leaps Learning. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank I'm glad to be here. No problem. And uh, today our topic is how to prepare your kids to succeed in the future, which is probably a hot topic considering the pandemic really threw a wrench in online learning and no more school learning. And like, so I guess this was like a good time for you to kind of kick things off. Is that what triggered your company was kind of like the disconnect between in school learning, online learning and like technology? I want to say yes, but but it actually wasn't. It was just really fortunate timing um, and it, partly responsible for it. I, I had a software development company. I still do for a very long time and COVID impacted that badly. And it kind of, it gave, it freed up some space for me to to start building this company in earnest. And it, um, I'd been, I'd been wanting to build this company for a long time and, and started to take steps on it. And COVID really kind of forced me into that. Um, and it just happened to be fortunate timing. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I, I did it. My, my episode that I released today was um, why it's never too late. Three reasons why it's not too late to, to give up on your idea or why you shouldn't give up mm -hmm. on your idea. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons was timing. Mm -hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs out there, they seem to have bad timing when mm -hmm. they release a platform or a product that was just the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah. you got really lucky with it. <laughs> sounds did. like yeah, it sounds like the right time. I mean, tech, yeah. you know, technology is changing the world we live in, right? It's yeah. obviously the past 50 years, especially, have been more technological than the past 2,000 years. Easily. Yeah. And why hasn't the school system caught up to this technology trend? I'm confused. Yeah, it's a slow moving train. It's really it, it it takes a long time to turn the ship around. And, you know, I don't know that priorities are completely in line with with um, keeping up 100 percent with where the world is going. It's hard to test for for certain things um, that are going to it's hard to test for certain skills that are going to be required of kids in the future. There's a there's a lot of reasons why it's not kept up. Um, what kind yeah, of skills a, you mentioned, what, like you're saying these skills that, you know, what, what yeah. are the skills that they're going to need in the future? What, what yeah, do you think? I mean, I think the skill of being able to learn quickly and adapt to changes is, is going to be incredibly important. The world is, ch is the, the rate of change is increasing, right? I mean, when, when you think about the, the first, uh, the first smartphone with the real, the first real smartphone was 2007, right? That wasn't that long ago. And we're we're at you know full VR and the metaverse now and and the the, the rate of change is increasing very very quickly, um, so th this idea of being able to adapt to that and and uh, understand the opportunities that are that are being presented to you, um, I think that's going to be a massive skill to be able to adapt and change and and learn quickly, um, critical mm -hmm. thinking skills, th things like things like that, these soft skills that aren't really taught in schools that are hard to test. You know, I read a lot about uh, the things you're talking about. And I also, you're saying how, like, there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in the future, and we don't even know mm -hmm. what to expect. I mean, we're doing yeah. space exploration. You know, yeah. there's a lot of lot of rocket ships right now. Um, yeah. we're, do, we're doing a lot of, like, green technologies to stop climate change. Sure. Um, and so are kids going to have to start adapting to different types of jobs that aren't currently even available today? Is that kind of part of I would of say what... 
Oh, yeah, okay. So, absolutely. So we, should, so we should be preparing. So how how would like new parents like say I, I get married tomorrow and I have a kid tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What do I do to prepare my child for the next sixty years of technology evolution? Yeah, that's an amazing. That's a great question. I think some of the things that we can do are lean into the kids' creativity. So have um, we're, we're removing creativity from schools and we've we've kind of replaced it not really replaced it but it's taken um, test taking and memorization has has kind of taken over for for that sort of thing i think what we can do to prepare kids to be successful in the future is to have them understand their strengths and interests to have them truly be creative to have them be innovative thinkers we need we need innovative thinkers we don't need better test takers in the, in the future um Everything from AI to robotics to 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 technology is going to take the place of a lot of the rote um, mechanical work that that people are going to do. I mean, here's an here's an example. I don't know that it's a great idea to to teach or to put a kid on the path to be an accountant today. Right. I mean, that's a job. AI, I mean, AI can easily parse through data, whether it's legal documents. That's what I mean. Number yeah. crunching. I mean, analytics. Like, why do you need to sit yeah. there? And yeah, we should be doing more creative stuff. I agree. You, you know what I mean? So so the the certainty of the future is 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 lessened. And it's it's different than, the, than it, the way it used to be 30 years ago. Right. That I mean, that's a great career. And that's a career with longevity. I don't know that, but that starting out on a career path of being an accountant today is going to have 30 year legs in the way that it did before. Right. So what do we have to do? We've got to give kids skills that are going to be um, that are going to be adaptable, more meta skills, learning how to learn quickly, learning how to adapt, learning how to think critically, um, learning how to discern between good and bad information, how to find information online. Um, so like if you to, were if yeah. you were explaining to a parent, right, because I mean, I'm really yeah. interested. I'm, I'm interested in this stuff. My parents yeah. are both retired school teachers. I have a lot okay. of friends who are teachers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my parents taught my brother and I through flashcards, languages, yeah. music, art. Mm-hmm. They taught us non-contemporary things that you don't learn in school. Yeah. So what would a school have to do? For, let's We talk about parents. Let's talk about schools. Mm-hmm. What would give me three top things a school has to do, a principal or a school district mm-hmm. to shift the mindset from testing and, you know, homework and like all the stuff you mentioned to now yeah. creativity and learning and more like kind of mind shaping? Like what, what, is, what, what are the things they can actionably do? They can do things that, that they generally don't do now. Things like consequential thinking and, um, and blue sky topics. So let, let let's say you were to present a kid with this idea. Um, so this is this is an idea that I had when my daughter was born. She's five now. That I don't think she's ever going to have to drive a car to get somewhere. So what if you what if you had a conversation with a kid with a high school kid and said, imagine a world where um, where all cars, planes, and vehicles are autonomous. Just imagine that world. Now let's think about what sort of um, challenges that world per- that creates. What are the challenges in that world? What are the opportunities in that world? Um, and let's start thinking consequentially about that and get a kid engaged in things. And, and inside that, they may find things that they're interested in, they, and they'll certainly find things that they're not interested in exploring. And we use that sort of engagement to, um, to teach kids about this, this kind of vision of the world and have them see themselves in this world. That and sounds can... like a whole completely different way of thinking. Like, cause I'm, I, I was just visualizing what you're saying about mm-hmm. 
waking up tomorrow and I go outside and everything is zoom, 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 it's all <laughs> automated, right? Yeah. And the first thing I think to myself is if I was like a caveman coming into this, I would think like, where are all the people? <laughs> yeah. I would I wouldn't know how to navigate. Like, how do you know sure. how to like? How would I know where to go? Like, how would I right. know what's over there and what's over there because I've never driven there. Sure. So, sure. Like, so is that part of like you're saying seizing opportunities is like finding those gaps in their new reality on like, yes, like yes, maybe, very maybe much so. Maybe it's like tour guides or something like here's how you get to this place and here's exactly, <laughs> exactly, very, very much so. You see, like let's presuppose that this world is going to look like this. Where are the things that what are people not thinking about in that world? Wow. Well, you know, so so that's how we teach problem solving and creativity and. And that's how kids learn to gravitate towards the things that they're naturally interested in using this sort of like engaging conversation. That's so and cool. I mean, it's hard to teach. Yeah. And creativity. We're talking about like all the things that the government does not fund. Right. 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 Music, right. art. So let's yeah, talk we'll about that, all that for a second. Stuff. So yeah. what would you like? What do you recommend here, man? Like in terms of music and arts education, what should schools and parents do? Oh man, I, I mean, what should schools? <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a loaded question. Yeah, what should schools do? I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a big bureaucratic question. But I think I think kids should learn to play music or have an appreciation for music. I went to school for for fine art and painting. I'm a musician and an artist. I play I play guitar every day. I, I think it's so so important for the brain development to to. Um, to do something creative like that, it it translates to every other aspect of your life. Creativity isn't a isn't a box. It's not like you know playing with crayons over here and then and then in other aspects of your life you're not creative. Being creative in one area opens up windows to creativity everywhere else. I think that's so important. So true. Um, yeah, it's a it's a shame that it's being deprioritized because it's seen as. Uh, I guess a nice to have or, or like, an, like an elective or like a luxury. Yeah, yeah exactly. As opposed exactly. to a necessity. I agree with you. I think, and, yeah. and music also opens up chemical, you know, chemicals yeah. in your brain, you know, and it's, it's a very healing, uh, you know, avenue of, of pursuit. And I think that. Absolutely. This, I, I just feel bad that it's getting left behind and who knows what we're going to see in the future. Like you mentioned, we might not see a lot. It might be like robots playing music and not right, people anymore. Right, and right. It's kind of scary actually. So yeah, it is. So what do it you is. tell, what do you tell parents uh, in terms of future proofing? Right. Cause that's a, that's a good word I would, that I saw you mentioned. And I like yeah. that Yeah. because if I was a parent and you know, my brother's got a four year old and a two year old, what's, what's mm -hmm. he going to do? to protect his children for the future? How is he going to prepare them? What are the things he should be doing? He should be, and as a, as a parent, he should be aware or kind of learning about where the world is going. Um, and, you know, that's, that's something. How, that, and how do you do that? What, you know, because reading some yeah. articles is one thing, but how do you really know, you know, you and I, we know mm -hmm. the green technology is coming out, solar panel, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we're talking about space exploration. We're talking about, uh, different types of cleaning the ocean and whatnot, but like for yeah. the regular person who really isn't involved in reading this stuff, what are, what are their options? That's a great question. Um, I suppose the the best answer that I can give you is be conscious of where you're getting your information from. Um, you know that that's one of the things that that we teach in our program or that we help we help kids learn is discerning between good and bad information. Watch more documentaries and less garbage tv you know i'm just gonna put that out there 
Um, there, there's, there's information sources that are better than others that are less biased and, and, and let's leave politics completely off the table. I just mean factual information and, and look at the current events with a look at current events and have meaningful discussions with your friends and family about what's happening and try to learn from, from lots of different sources and be open to new ideas. I love documentaries. Um, I watch. Uh, I watch so many of them. I actually produced yeah. produced two documentaries myself. Yeah. So like documentaries are just a wealth of knowledge. And um, yeah, is that something that maybe maybe somebody should make a documentary about this? It sounds like right. Yeah. There absolutely. There's. Is, a, there's are, a few. are there any that you know of that you can that you can mention the parents here? Um, about education, waiting for Superman is a fantastic one. It's um, it really opened my eyes. Uh, on what's happening in the educational system and where the deficiencies and the gaps and, and maybe some of the reasons for for why this stuff isn't in school. And it's bureaucratic, um, and it's, like you mentioned. So it's it's tough to navigate through the red tape, I guess. Is that, yeah, why, yeah. is that why STEM schools and private schools are doing so well nowadays? I noticed a lot of mm-hmm. STEM schools and charter schools popping up Absol- around me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that, is that a better option for parents? You know, I don't want to say better or, or worse. You know, every every parent has to make their own decisions that's right for their, their family sort of thing and aligns with their I- ideals and, you know, e- economy and, and all sorts of different things. But, you know, generally speaking, you you want to introduce your kids to, to creative pursuits and, and a system, an educational system that includes that and not only includes it, but understands the fundamental importance of it, I believe is, is going to be a, a better one. That's super powerful. Uh, a lot of the stuff I research, I, I'm a techie. I love, yeah, yeah. The fu- I'm a futurist. And one yeah. of the things I realize is AI, when it becomes super powerful, I mean, like mm-hmm. way more powerful than all of history. Yeah. They will be able to take over a lot of what you mentioned, a lot of the menial tasks and data sure. tasks, which will allow us to be more creative. Right. Are right. there going to be enough places for humans to, to be thrive? <laughs> yeah. Is there going to, yeah. do you think there's going to be enough for, for people to do? I mean, they might be bored, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know that it's too late. I don't think it's too late. I have, I have a lot of optimism about these, <laughs> these young generations. I, I really do. Um, but I think that's the, that's the worry is we're taking all of the creativity out of school and we're freeing up time for people to be creative. We're, we're, that leaves you at a, at a sort of, um, you know, there's a, there's a conundrum there, right? You know, there's, which yeah. is where you, which is where you come in. And so where can yeah. people, where can people find out um, how to maybe use your program or engage in the things that you teach? Yeah. Giantleapslearning.com. Giantleapslearning.com. Are there any um, books or um, learning courses like guides or anything that you guys give out or anything like we that? We do. Yeah. If you go to the website and you can sign up for some information on there, what we, we've got a, a, a ton of information on, on what we think are some of the ways to, to help kids, you know, um, get a leg up on the, on the future. Perfect. Get your kids creative. Go to giantleapslearning.com. Thanks again, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. And as always, we will see you guys in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.